there's a lot of work to being the person to support the dream. I would acknowledge that, that I'm aware of that. And I, and I think that not everybody is aware of that. Um, just how much work it is to be the one picking up the slack for the person who's chasing after the dream. Chasers podcast. I am Samantha Ainsworth, and I have the best guest that I will probably have ever, um, unless some famous people come in. But uh, thus far, um, my guest today is uh, Mr. Bruce Storycamp, who is the uh, co-owner of Pip and Lola's Everything Homemade. He is a former elementary school teacher. He is currently an instructor in um, adaptive technologies at BVRS, and he also happens to be my husband. <laughs> So that's just, that's just an aside. Beside the point, he happens to be my husband. So, um, Sammy, why do you have your husband on your podcast? Well, because today's discussion is going to be what it's like to chase somebody who's chasing the dream. So that's, that's why I have you here today. So, um, I'm going to read the poem. Okay. I am going to make you talk. I know you are. It's fine. (laughs) At some point. Uh, I voluntold uh, Bruce today. I messaged him a couple weeks ago. We weren't in the same space. And I, I was actually scheduling a couple of other folks to be on. And I was like, you know, it's one thing to be the one chasing the dream. It's another thing to be the one supporting. And um, we frequently joke that Bruce is the standard by which all other husbands are measured. And they usually come short. Um we, we joke that it's your job to make other husbands look bad. <laughs> so, it's a life goal. It is a life goal. But there, there's a lot of work to being the person to support the dream. And so, right. A, I want to honor you for that. But also, I want to acknowledge that, that I'm aware of that. And I, and I think that not everybody is aware of that, um, just how much work it is to be the one picking up the slack for the person who's chasing after the dream. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, so I'm going to do my, my uh, dramatic interpretation of um, the inspirational poem behind the podcast. For those of you who are brand new to us, uh, we do read this poem every time. Uh, I was in the shower, which is where all my good ideas come, which he will attest to because I will scream them across the house. That's very true. <laughs> Babe, I need, <laughs> I just had this idea. Um, So I was in the shower, and this poem came to me, which is the inspiration behind our podcast. Harlem by Langston Hughes. What happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun, or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat, or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load, or does it explode? So... The Bruce. Yes. <laughs> when you think of dream chasing, what does that mean to you? Uh, that's a hard one in general, just because I know some people are very much, they have a goal, a target, something they have to achieve. Um, and freelance, like really hefty, lofty goals. 
I have but much more smaller ones. If I'm thinking dream chasing, I'm like, what is it for this month? What is it for this year? Um, it's just, you know, something that I find, you know, for me at least, if it's dream chasing, something, something I want to attain for that time period. Right. Not necessarily for life goals, but just for smaller periodic ones. You are not a really um, competitive human. No, I am the least <laughs> competitive human in the world. Um, I like like sports. Sure, I can do them. Do I care if I win? Not no. at all. Um, actually, there's a a story that I've talked about before um, with a group of friends from college. We used to play games all the time, and to another one of my friends, Milton. If you ever hear this, this is for you. Uh, he is also the least competitive person in the sense that he didn't care if he won. So when we would play board games as a group, we would get together and he and I would have a little side competition. Like, I'm not going to win, but I'm going to make that person win. He's like, no, I'm going to make this person win. <laughs> and we piss off everybody else in the game because we're competing, you know, to make our person win versus really caring if we won, which right. we didn't. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> you are also extremely good at supporting other folks. And not just me, like, not just me. Like if, if you come to him and you're like, Hey, I'm trying to do this thing. He'll be like, cool. Let's figure out how to make this work. Um, and he'll do that for you. I can hear my own echo, which is a little strange. Very I'm, in the, I'm in the headset over there. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. My voice carries. Super so, hearing skills, by the way. Yeah. yeah sometimes when you skill. get pregnant, your, your hearing ramps up. And sometimes 15 years later, it hasn't gone back down. Right. So I can, hear, I can hear fans and I can hear my voice coming through that headset over there. And I can hear lights and it's, <laughs> it's obnoxious. Um, Sorry. For me, what has been remarkable, because um, I don't know if y'all know this, but I've been married before a couple times. She hasn't been. I'm the first and only, <laughs> no others. At well, least that's what, that's what we tell ourselves. Yeah, we've been um, together almost 14 years. Yeah. Um, but in previous relationships, and this is not to, to rip on, on previous relationships, but in previous relationships, either the other person and I were doing much the same things. Or we weren't doing any of the same things, and they just did not understand, right. A, my drive, or B, why I wanted to do the things. So that was frequently, um, it was frequently a problem. My nose has been randomly bleeding, so <laughs> if I just start bleeding, ignore that. Um, sorry. Um, I have like a boo-boo or something happening in my nose. Um, you don't have any of that same drive to do the big things. Right. However... There's a part of you that seems to understand my need to do those mm -hmm. things. So, um, you know, in the 14 years we've been together, like all of a sudden we owned a soap company, which yeah, <laughs> neither of us had had any any idea that a we wanted to do, or he just kind of like, hey, we're doing this, and 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 he's like, all right, <laughs> I guess That's we're cool. doing this now. Um, but on your angle, so like, and, and, and I want you to be like 100% honest about right. this, even if this makes me sound like an asshole. Like, <laughs> when I voluntell you for things, right. and today, today can be included in oh, that. Oh, today is very much a voluntold, <laughs> but that's okay. Today can be included in that conversation. But like, from your angle, like, what does it do for you or not do for you when I come home and announce some crazy ass idea that I have? Or, hey, I'm going to go to New York for eight days or, or whatever. Um, what, what, what is that thought process that happens for you to either 
get to the point of being okay with that idea or that you're okay in, in the first place. Right. Well, uh, I mean, years ago, it, as you and I were talking about this, you know, just about the whole wanting to be an actor and such, I love the idea of it because I look at it like, your skill is fantastic. I want you to be out there doing it because this is what you should be doing. Um, if I can help push that forward, awesome. That's always made sense to me just because, you know, that's what I want to do. You know, it's to kind of help lift people up in general. It just happens that it's you, which makes it even better. Um, I do find it funny. Like, I often do get, you know, the whole voluntold concept. Um, and that is a very, very strange thing because I go, oh, oh we're doing what today? I, I, okay. Um, and sometimes it, it is very much like, well, that's a thing. And we'll see what happens. And other times it's like, cool. That'll be interesting. Because you, I, I know that yeah. when we when we did the web series, I came, to, I I was so excited about it in the, in the beginning. I don't think I fully comprehended how much you hated it. Eh. I didn't hate it. It was just weird. It didn't fit me, but of course, it puts me in front of the camera. Right. Oh wait, here I am in front of the camera again. <laughs> <sighs> but this is less okay. about it's the fine. camera and it's more about yeah. the mic. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> But we, like, our relationship started with me telling you to do something. No, That's I true. asked you. I did I know. ask. You did not tell me when we started because we were together at that point in time. So so, so we so we met um, at a callback. Right. Because Bruce does act. Like, don't, don't, let, him, don't let him bullshit you. Like, he, he does act, and he's a really, really good singer. So, um, like, a, like, I can sing. This man can sing. Uh, baritone bass. It's just... It's, it's ridiculous how glorious it is. Um, but it obviously, like, for you, it's fun. Right. Whereas I, I tend to take it a little bit more seriously than right. maybe it needs to be taken. Well, for me, acting is play. Right. Because it is. It's just it's fun. I like doing the community theater. I like doing the children's theater. I like just enjoying it for, hey, this is a cool thing to do at the moment. Right. Um, not necessarily that this is what I want to be. I've always had things I wanted to be, and an actor was actually never one of them. Right. I just enjoyed doing it. Right. So that's how we met. Yeah. And then a couple of months later, I hate being scared of shit. Like, I hate it. Like, I hate being you scared do. of shit. And so I had decided, because I, I, I'm not a fan of singing by myself. I'll do it. I don't like it, especially if there's no mic involved. If, I, if I've abandoned a mic... I can do whatever. But a mic in hand, not just mic in front. No, mic, mic in hand, yep. drummer behind me. Like, you want me to sing what? Uh, yeah, anything. I can sing anything with a mic in my hand and a drummer behind me. But without that, I, I, I admittedly feel lost and very uh, exposed and not in good ways. Um, so I, you know, I was sick and tired of being scared of this thing. And so I decided I was going to produce a musical. And um, so I decided to produce the last five years. And because it was the hardest part I could think of that was in my range that I thought I could pull off ish. Yep. And so I had not ever, I had not at that point heard you sing ever. Okay. And I had not heard the show. Right. You didn't so know the show. I don't know anything about it. Um, uh, but I had heard that you sing. Right. I had not heard you sing, but I'd heard that you <clears> sing. <throat> and so I went to him and I was like, hey, do you want to do, do this musical with me? And he's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it was less dopey as that, but you know, <laughs> it kind of was actually. It was it probably was, just like that, so it's like, fine. Sure. Yeah, all right. Um, so we ended up producing this musical together, which was like the first, and it, that just kind of is how it started. And then the soap company happened, 
And then the web series happened, and then we had it. Well, we had the theater company for half a second, and we did a couple of, um, of like fake Tony awards. Like we did one for my birthday when I turned forty, and then we did another one for our wedding. That was great. Our wedding was. It great. was the likely only annual Sammy Awards, right? Which um, was awards you didn't want to win. Yeah, worst things ever. Like you know, best use of a handbag or best tantrum. Were you in that show? Best <laughs> paraphraser me you in the twice didn't i you? did i did one best <laughs> paraphraser twice but i can do it in verse so it's fine um i can learn my lines i just ish. choose not to ish um you can learn his no, lines funny. ish whereas i try so hard to be like Word verbatim yeah i try to like I'll, I'll mess with i'll mess with uh punctuation right but like the Tone words. pattern whatnot yeah but no yeah. uh that, anyway so that was like the first time i sort of voluntold you for right. something um, and it's been 14 years of that. Yeah. I mean, not so, just that. But. Not just that. Yes. But, um, so, okay. There have been times, like, in our marriage where I've been gone. Yep. For months. Right. Um, and, like, each one gets a little bit easier. Because, like, the first couple, especially, like, the first time I was gone for, like, what is it, four months? Or Something time? like that, yeah. Um. There was a lot of crying. <laughs> Mostly me. There was a lot of crying. Um, but from your from your aspect of it, like, how did that go for you? Like, um, I mean, I, I realized, like, you had to pick up m- my workload, but also I know people said shit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because I, I would hear things like, right. oh, well, you're so lucky that your husband lets you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I, I know that if I was hearing shit, you were probably hearing shit. So what kind of shit were you hearing? The funny part is I almost never did. Really? Really. Um, Great, I got Well, of, of course it. not because people, there's this stupid inherent level of sexism, obviously, that we know pervades our country. And um, as the guy, you know, you, you see this all the time. Oh, it's so nice that dad's doing the things. It's nice you to help with your wife. It's like, no. There's two parents involved. We both do these things. Um, it, it's not a the wife has 69 or 92% of the child rearing. The guy just takes the few seconds he has to. Um, so when, when you were leaving and you would go off and do things, I almost never got, you know, how could you do that? Why is it so bad? I'm like, it was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but I think it's because they wouldn't approach me about it. They definitely approached me about it. Right. Uh, again, there's that sexism coming in on that. It's like oh, so the, the expectation that, you know, the wife has, should be helping. Like, well, who's going to watch your kids? Like, right. Me. Yeah. I'm, I'm capable of doing so. I actually do have a brain. Uh, I, I keep it in a box under the bed sometimes. Oh, okay. Because I haven't seen it. No, no, not really. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't I, go looking, though. I don't know where anything is in that house. Call. You don't want that. Um, <laughs> no, um, I, I actually, honestly, for me, I didn't get a lot of pushback with it just because I think – Again, people are probably like, oh, that's really cool you're doing that. I'm like, had they said it to me, it's not, not that it was cool. It's just that, like, no, I'm just the parent at home at the moment. That's not an issue. That's just, that's what it is. Um, like, personally, especially, like, in the first ones, it was um, it was weird in general because I had gone from having no kids for a while. I mean, no kids at home, I should say, right. um, to suddenly there's children at home. And so, right. like, oh, I'm in charge. right. Okay, and that that was a learning experience for me, mm-hmm. um, which is perfectly fine. I had no issue with that part. It was just unusual. Mm-hmm. It, it was just a life shift, but it wasn't anything bad. It wasn't anything traumatic. It was just like, all right, that's where we're at. It's cool. 
I, we have so we between us, uh, we have eight. There's a small army of them. <laughs> it is kind of ridiculous. And at some point, one of them is not speaking to me. Well, usually me because I'm, I'm the translates nasty one. back and forth and it right. Is. Yep. So, but five of them are biologically mine. Mm-hmm. One is biologically mine. Mine's biologically yours, and then we adopted two. Right. So, um, because six wasn't enough, and as we know, with the, the TV show eight was eight. Eight was enough. Definitely enough. Eight, eight so. is one hundred percent enough. Um, especially since I am not <laughs> like I'm not maternal. Like I love them. It's me. He's very maternal. Like like if they're not feeling great, it's like I will love on you, um, but go over there. Like he will, will take care of you. Um, which is funny because like they say there's no gender. Like people try to say yeah. there's no gender roles. I mean there are like, but it doesn't necessarily have to be right. Like someone should be maternal, but it doesn't have to necessarily but be a mom. That's less a gender role. That's a personality type. Yeah, that's true. I always said that I'm type A and you're from Oregon. <laughs> He's from the West Coast. Fair. He'll get it done eventually. <laughs> like you just have to wait a minute. Or thirty, um, well, it's fine. So yeah, so I was I was curious about that because because I know how much pushback I've gotten right. and continue to get. Um, yeah, it's always been strange for me because I I normally don't get that particular reaction to it. Yeah, but again, I think people people wouldn't say it to me. Right. Well, they all think you're a saint for putting up with my shit anyway. Well, I mean, well, yeah. stigmata and whatnot and all this. I now we're good. No, I have the. That's from the cat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I was curious about that because it's not, it's not that we never talk about my being gone or the complications of my being gone, but we've not, we've never really talked about societally what that means for you. Right. I, I don't know. It, it's, it's strange. There really hasn't been a huge towards me, but I hear that you get it. And that's, that's frustrating to me because I wish people would realize that, you know, it's first off, it's not appropriate to say, "Hey, so nice, your husband lets you do this shit." Be, pardon me, because I swear all the time. Oh no, he's uh, okay, no, cool, no, good. Okay. Um, but just that whole, you know, uh-huh. um, seeing that, you know, where people say it's nice, your husband lets you. I don't let you do anything. It's not, you know, it's not right. my job to let you. It's not anybody's job to let somebody do that. And so it's frustrating that you have to hear that part. Right. Um, thankfully, I don't hear it for me, so I like I don't pound somebody because it really pissed me off. Right. <laughs> I, again, like in, in previous relationships, even though I would have come into it, usually having met them on a film set, on right. a show, on, you know, something artistic, the fact that I would continue to do it mm-hmm. after we were together, like it seemed to blow their minds. Like, well, but we're married now, so you should stop doing those things. It's like, why, yeah. would, why would you expect me to change this <clears throat> major part of who I am as a human? Just because we're together. Yep. And unfortunately, you do see it a lot, too. Yeah. No, I see it all the time. And I, I, will, I will fully admit, I will fully admit that every time I see one of my female friends whose careers are starting to take off, suddenly they're getting engaged. Even, like, if they've been with somebody for, like, years and years and years, right. but now their career is taking off, and all of a sudden, dude feels the need to propose. That, like, hits my chest and, like, I have a really hard time congratulating them for them because I, I because of what I've seen and because of what I know and because I know what's normal. Mm-hmm. I know that that's a manipulative act. Frequently, it may not always be. It may not always be. There's it may not always be, but 
it has, I feel like it is because in looking back at those folks that I know that whose careers are like about to like really mm-hmm. launch and then all of a sudden they're married and all of a sudden there's babies and they're not doing anything anymore or they're just doing community theater, right. which not that there's anything wrong with that, but that wasn't the path they were headed on. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden that's where they are. And it's like, and I realize, and I'm extraordinarily grateful for what the anomaly that you are. Um, and we both recognize that we're not, we are not perfect humans. Um, well, how, well, yeah, I, I flipped the hair. You flipped the I hair. Don't have you still anymore. had it. I flipped it for him. I can't flip. Well, we've all got our issues, right? Like yeah, you, know. you, you have, you have time frame problems and I, mean, <laughs> and I can't relax. So, you know, that's, that's the thing. But, um, outside of those minor imperfections, other than saying, can we afford it? You have never said no. Right. And I usually come to you and I ask. You do. Out of respect. Right. Which I appreciate. Right. Um, especially now that I'm trying to do this crazy TV thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, question one's always, can we afford it? No. Because that's huge one for us right <laughs> We now. cannot. But, but, like, we'll figure it out. And, and so I tend to try to do them as cheaply as possible. Like, I just did, right. what, eight days in New York? And in total... I was in, in New York eight days because I have some wonderful friends that live, um, that are like family, so I tend to refer to them as my sisters, um, that live in Brooklyn and let me crash on the couch. So I was in New York for eight days. I was crashing on their couch and taking the subway everywhere and eating as little as possible, <laughs> like going to Dwayne Reed and like grabbing food there and, and um, st- you know, street carts and things. I, I think I spent a whopping total of $300. Right. Which is amazing for being there for right, and and part of that was um, was the train because if you buy if you get your train tickets ahead of time, it's relatively cheap. Right. But three hundred dollars for us is it's, it's a, chunk. a chunk. Yeah. So, um, but we made it work, you know. And and it's not always easy. Like some of these classes I've been taking, it's starting to get expensive. Um, it's not always easy, but we figure out ways to make it work. Right. But you've never once, in spite of the fact that it's been tricky sometimes, you've never told me or acted in any way or or insinuated that the things that I'm doing were a waste of time or money. Well, no. I mean, because that's not, if it's leading towards, you know, getting you to, where, to what you want to be, to what you want to do, and it all has a positive, positive effect, it's not a waste of time or money. It's just a matter of, it just makes things tight. Yeah, because we have times we go, oh, oh God, we suddenly don't have that extra five hundred that just came out because of some payment that went through. Right. Um, but on the whole, you know, we've managed to get through by the grace of uh, luck and friends and family and thank you those people. Yeah. Um, but you know, really, like it's it's the long game. Yeah. I know a lot of people like they want instant. I want a. Get quick, quick! I need this this hit right now, right. and I very much like to look at things from the okay. If I'm doing this here, down the road, where's going to get us to? Right. I mean, even so. like the podcast, like, like you wouldn't think it, but the podcast cost me about what 150 a month, something yeah. just to do the podcast, and 
and like in a way, like it's I don't I want I don't want to say it's a waste because I feel like these are important conversations to have, you know, um, because I think so often that people think that dreams are only huge mm-hmm. and that they're only valid if they're achieved. Right. But I think that just the pursuing of a dream, even if you don't get all the way there, um, is valid. And I, and Absolutely. I, right. And I, and I, and, and I think people forget that, that, you know, your little thing, whatever your little thing was to somebody is a huge, mm-hmm. big deal. Cause sometimes, cause I know I do it like, you know, so, so Bruce and I had this soap business for 12 years, 12 years now. Yeah. And at one point we had three locations and we went in two years. We went from one location to three locations to none. Yep. And, um, there was a lawsuit uh, due to um, not-so-awesome landlords, and um, which we're still dealing with. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually just got an email from our attorney. Yay. Um, and it is entirely possible that we might lose our house. Like, we're trying not to. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, but it's possible. I mean, it's possible. And this was a thing. Like, that location was my idea. And um, there was some hesitation. Like, I, there was some hesitation on your part. Mm-hmm. You know, I th- I, and I don't know. I think, I think for the most part, your hesitation was because the rent was double. Right. I'm like, yeah, but I had done all the math. I had done all the math. I'm like, okay, so the rent's double. However, this is what they, that street's average foot traffic is versus the average mm-hmm. foot traffic of where we were. And this is what I was told our expenses were going to be. And so, like, I had done all the numbers. And on paper, it should have worked, except for there was a lot of deceit on what our expenses were actually going to be. That's true. And what the foot traffic was actually going to be. Um, and I am a trusting soul. So now, you know, we're on the verge of losing everything, which really sucks. But... Not once has he ever said, I told you we shouldn't have done this. And I'm very grateful for that. Because I'm already beating myself up a lot. (laughs) A lot. But, okay, so all of this is happening. This is all, like, collapsing around my ears. Um, And I say mine because, I mean, yes, you were on it. Mm. But the bulk of the... Right, the, this, the more business as, aspects of it were yours. Were mine, yeah. I was the pretty face up front. Uh, <laughs> was pretty much he, it. he was the pretty face at markets and in the stores, and I and I was sort of like the online visual, and yep. I did all of the, you did all the grunt work, I did all the the brain work. Not that you're not capable of brain work, right? But that's just how that right. It's how it, it's how it, and and yeah. I and I was the one who made ninety five percent of the product. Personally, like yep. I personally manufactured most of the product. Um. So I very much appreciate the fact that you never once I told you so at me. Because yep. um, who expects, like, what, how that went down. Right. When I tell people how that went down, <laughs> like, everyone's like, that doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense how it all went down. So um, because, because of the uh, just complete shady nature of 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 how it all happened. So, um, but there's this thing in my brain. It's like, 
you know, you've been running this company for 12 years. You should have known. Except that neither of us are business people. Neither of us no. have a background in that. I mean, the fact that we... I have a theater degree. Right. <laughs> Elementary teacher. Come on. Right. Uh, and my anthro degree is very important. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you about the Oslopithecine and help, how it helps <laughs> the soap industry. No. Um, <laughs> not going to do much good. But, you know, for what we achieved in that time period was amazing. And again, wasn't necessarily a dream, but it was something that we did pursue. Right. So we're like, okay, let's see where this goes. It went as far as it did. Right. And at that point in time, it's like, all right, well, I guess that's it. And neither of us really had the urge to pursue it further. And then, of course, this mess is going on right now. So it just makes sense. So, like, all right, new dream. Move right. forward. So Actually, it was our house. That, that goes back to what you were saying earlier. You were asking about, like, or you were talking about how um, dream chasing is not just about the achievement of the dream, but it's the actual process there. Right. Uh, which, which also I have to remind myself of. I mean, right. I did I did start this podcast as the lawsuit was starting. Right. It, it was it was the law the lawsuit was was one of the um, driving forces behind me wanting to sort of analyze this thing. You know, like I mean, the, and then I think that's normal, right. right? I think it's normal that when someone's going through a thing, like you'll you'll discover all of a sudden people are like, oh, I'm really interested in this particular cause. It's because it affected them personally in some right. way. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and for not having been a dream, like I, I will fully admit, I will fully admit, I will fully admit that I get so wrapped up in the, but I can. Right. But that also goes back to continuing it. Um, right. cause you did, but I can, I could do this. I could do that. He could do these things. But then when and I then asked he was you, like, do, but you, do you want, want to? to, right? Because if you don't want to, yes, you can, you can push, you can push, you can push, but. All you're going to do is drive yourself crazy because that is a path you can take, but the path you want to take is over there. Yeah. So get off that damn first path. Take the path well, you want to take. And I try to, in- <laughs> I try to integrate the two as often as possible. Right. Right. I try to integrate them. But that's, Our screen but just went blank. I hope that's it? okay. Uh, it's really <laughs> it is, oh, there it is. I hope that's okay. okay. Oh, dear. We're back. Uh, we're back. Um, <clears throat> it's okay. Sometimes right. there's tech issues. But, but that path of can wood integrating is great <clears throat> as long as you keep the focus on the want because yes you can but if if the integration of it still drags you too far away from the path you want to go to then the can't the can is taking away from the dream yeah if that makes sense yeah um which again still going back to what i was trying to say um on the the path being the important whether or not you achieve the dream something that i find interesting on that idea is like people go i i didn't achieve it i failed but if you went X period of time, if you took a dream, say you wanted to, I don't know, be an amazing painter and you spent years practicing it and you're still having other things in your life you're doing, but you're painting and you didn't ever achieve that level you wanted to. You said, oh, I failed. But look at all the work you've, you've achieved in that time period. Mm-hmm. Look at all the things you put out, all the skills you increased on. Every single one of those is a win. Yeah. So it, it, it's not a series of failures. It's a series of advancements. Each advancement is a win. And so that's... You know, in some ways, that's the benefit of dream chasing is you're constantly making that small improvement. You're constantly having the small wins as long as you remember every step is a win because you could be walking backwards. Right. Or so. staying stagnant. Yeah. Which Sinking. Sink. Ooh, quicksand. But we don't have that around. We don't. You see that meme all we the time? We all thought that quicksand yeah. was going to be a much bigger thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we really did. It's not there. It's not. Like any like any child in the 70s, we thought quicksand was going to be a massive problem because so it was in everything, huh? Yeah. That was just the random thought in my head. 
he does that. He's like, squirrel, what's what? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, and 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 it's so funny because with other people, I'm so quick to remind them. It's like, mm-hmm. but look what you did accomplish. Mm-hmm. I'm so quick to remind them. And that. you are not quick to remind yourself no. of that. You're like, here's a wall. Let me beat my head upon it. <laughs> but I haven't done this. I'm like, but you have done X, Y, Z. Here's your list. Let me get the five thousand foot scroll of things you have achieved. Right. Um, and that that's the hardest part. Actually, I would say that's probably one of the hardest parts of being a supporter is it's not the shooting in the foot, but the sort of self replication. You're going, but I didn't do these things. And my birthday was this week, it was. and and I am. Oh, there's a nasty combination between being as driven as I am, having that nasty German accent in the back of my head telling me all the time that I'm a loser and I'm lazy, um, and having a birthday on New Year's Day. Like, I just, I feel like that's just, it's such a, it's such a bad combo. (laughs) I spent the entire day, I haven't done a thing with my life. And then people who who have not done as many things as I have, take that as some kind of a judgment against right. them. If you're reproached by that, yeah. Like, listen, I do not expect, anticipate, want, desire anyone else to have the same crazy drive that I have because I realize it's going to kill me someday. You know? Um, I'm, and I make that reference all the time. I'm like, I'm going to do this if it kills me because it's probably going to. <laughs> My stress, like... My stress likes to manifest itself in, in stroke-like symptoms and weird migraines. Um, but I don't do that to other people. But I think when, when people see me beat myself up for it, I, th- I think right. that they they do um, take that as some kind of, you know, reprimand of, of what they have or have not done. And right. and I don't absolutely <clears throat> do not mean it that way. You do, get, you do get a lot of pushback on that, which is interesting to see. It, it, it's... I get so much pushback. You do. It, it's, it is very odd because, like, for me, on social media, we see this all the time where um, you have people saying, well, you know, you make me feel bad because of X, Y, or Z. And it, it, I bite my tongue a lot because I frequently want to just tell people, dude, just chill the out. Uh, because people get on your case a lot about you do so much. I'm like, well, you do what you want to do, but people have such harsh judgments on that because – they don't understand how anybody could do that. And it's not but that did I, you notice when I was killing myself at the soap store, they were not doing that? No, because they were benefiting. Because they were benefiting. They were. But, but if, I, if I were to, and because I'm about to, um, if I were to pursue my acting career with the same 16-hour day insanity, mm-hmm. losing as much money as I was doing on the soaps, People right. would say that I was chasing a pipe dream and that I was right. I was ridiculous and I was making a fool of myself. But right. if I did it with the soaps, because I make really damn good soap, you do. Um, that was okay. Like th- there were some folks who very much seemed okay with, right? It killing me, like literally. Um, as long as as long as they got as long as they got theirs and and. And that that was a really hard realization, especially in the last couple of months. Like some folks have been incredibly supportive, and they're like, "If you need to get out, you get out." And some yep. folks have been like, "But what am I supposed to do?" Right. And that that's unfortunate because there's a level of I'm gonna say self unawareness, but um, there's there, there's definitely a lack of, of self awareness. Yeah. Plus, but I also think that people thought that we were bigger than we were. Right. We're tiny. 
were tiny. I don't think people realize that literally right. I, I mean, make local people knew that. Yeah. But like, anybody who weren't who weren't in our direct group right. would have no clue because right. they, they see here's the store, here's these, here's all the stuff they produce. They make so much soap. They make deodorants and looking they wouldn't have a clue. They'd be like, there's no way that one person or one and a half people or two people could even do this. This has definitely got to be like a ten person company at least. No. So it was easier when we had all the employees. Right. Because at one point we had eight. That was a lot easier. A lot of part-timers. A lot of part-timers. But yeah. but but even having someone else to, to cut the soap. Yep. Cut it, stack it, help wrap it. Cut it, it stack it, yeah. wrap it. Oh, God. Like, the, just that. And just having help with that was huge. It's just a lot of manpower, a lot of hours. Right. Yep. And so, like, and now I have some wonderful folks who are just coming in, like, seriously volunteering their time because they just see how just exhausted I am, um, which I appreciate a lot. I do, I mean, like, and I don't, I don't want to diminish what those folks have done because those folks have been amazing. Um, but if I were to ask for that kind of help for the, for the acting stuff, people would, no, no way, no way, which is, and I, and I don't know why, I'm, I'm not sure what it is about world or society where they think oh this is something that some people do as a hobby therefore people who are doing it as a job are somehow deluded and don't deserve the same help and support right i'm I'm not sure i'm not sure why that is but you see it all the time but also a lot of people when they they think actor things like that they think you know who's your megastar they get millions of dollars and whatnot nobody when they think actor like think of the real actor careers, they don't think of, you know, who's this person that always plays the third character for the right, you know, mm-hmm. the support character who plays the nurse or plays the doctor who shows up for three episodes and leaves. Oh, my God. Like, during the yeah. strike, like, I, oh, my God. Yeah. Some of the folks during the strike, some of the comments that I would see, even from other actors, which mm-hmm. is what was killing me, like, even from other actors, are like, well, actors are selfish and actors want this, that, and the other. It's like, you don't understand. Like, you, if you get three jobs a year... Three. If you get three jobs a year, you are fucking lucky. Yep. You are, fu- and then that's those are like little one day co star things. Mm-hmm. If you get three co star things a year, you are fucking lucky. And those three co star things, if you're on set one day, three co star things, you may have made four thousand dollars that year. Yep. Right. So residuals are like how you get through your life. Because there is an expectation when you're an actor that you will take classes and you will have these headshots mm-hmm. and you will have this equipment to do your self-tapes and that you will be able to travel to auditions or you will have like really good internet at home so you can do Zoom auditions right. and that you will be able to drop everything so that tomorrow you can be in New York City to do this thing. And so like it's really hard to have a day job while you're trying to do all these other things at the same time. Yep. And you have to eat and, and pay your mortgage and, and live. And, and <laughs> if the expectation is that you're going to live in one of these markets, have you priced New York City? Have you priced Los Angeles? Have you priced Chicago or Atlanta? Because Atlanta's gotten insanely expensive yep. because it's expensive to live those places because that's where people have to be, right? And so then you get all this pushback from folks who are like, well, then get a real job. Okay, mm-hmm. this is a real job, guys, and it's not just. And and the thing is, is like, acting does not just affect the actors. 
right? It's not just because I want you to look at me and I want to be famous and I want to like walk a red carpet, <laughs> but there's also costumers and then there's PAs and then there's the guy who's in charge of driving the van around to bring everybody to the place on set that they're supposed to be because the yep. set is not just in one room. It's sometimes an entire town. Mm-hmm. You know, like when, when we were shooting American Russ, like Charleroi was taken over. Not Charleroi, Manesson was yep. taken over. Like the whole damn town was taken over and there were, you know, tents everywhere. There were trucks everywhere and there were like the, the honey wagons. Were like it was yep. just everywhere. It was, the whole town was taken over. And so you have to have people like manning all of those things. Like, there's a lot of jobs involved. And if the actors can't work, those people can't work. And you're going to tell me a truck mm-hmm. driver's not a real job? You're going to tell me that like catering's not a real job? Come on, guys. Um, but a lot of people don't think of it that way. They just think, well, you know, Robert Downey Jr. makes a lot of money. And, and, uh, and you know, what's her name? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is making a shit ton of money right, right now. So therefore, all actors are making a shit ton of money. The most money I've ever made in a year as an actor was two years ago. And that was, what, 20? Yeah, about 20. 20. 20. And I had... And the only reason I made that much is because there was a... <laughs> Patrick Connor, um, because uh, I got bumped from my first day. I was supposed to be on set two days. That right. show was supposed to make me $2,500. That's all I was supposed to make on that show. But because I got bumped and, and there was like sag rules about like, if you, if there's so many days between the times that you're on set, they yeah. have to pay you for all that interim stuff. And so I was supposed to be in two consecutive days, but my first day, they never could get to me because of Yep. Some stuff that happened in the that, was your, that was your first missed day. <laughs> that was my first missed day. And so then I came back the next day. Okay, fine. But I got paid for that day because I have to pay you for that day because you're on set. Right. It doesn't matter that I didn't do anything but sit in my room and knit. I was on set. I was ready to work. I was in full hair and makeup. I had done all the things. They just never got to me. Um, but there was three weeks before they could get me back on set. Right. That's the only reason I made that much. That show saved our asses yep absolutely in 21 whatever year that was it was in 21 it was a couple days ago. saved our asses that year right was it 21 it was 22 no idea was there was a pandemic was in the middle of it i haven't got there, yeah i think it was 22 so um but there was no other work to be had so the occasional residual check that mm-hmm. pops up sometimes is the difference between us being in pay our, our water bill or not you know so like people don't think about that that, and that's that's why actors are paid the way they're paid because of the expectation when you're not actually on set. Um, it's a personal pay, pay of mine. <laughs> it makes me a little crazy. Um, but people forget that there's there's a lot of jobs involved, and they forget that how good a film, like a vibrant film and television industry, is for the entire town. Right. It's, it's, it's a it's lot good. of money coming it's in. It's a lot of money coming mm-hmm. in. Like when um when the shows are in town, like restaurants do better and like the little stores do better because the actors are you know, on days that they're not on set, they're like, Oh, I'm gonna wander around strip well, district. They, they do unless the set's directly in front of unless it's directly in front of your store, which happened with uh was it <laughs> Kingstown is right in front of our shop. Mm-hmm. So our employee was throwing our soap samples at the casting crew, uh, which is really funny. But um, what are you going to do? But there's a lot of money that it's good for our community. So people forget that, that, that it's, not just, it's not just about a bunch of selfish actors who don't want to get a real job. And I'm never more tired 
at the end of the day than I am after I'm on set all day. But you're never happier, too. That's true. Well, that's not true. I'm okay. actually happier well, no, when I've been on stage all I'm day. On stage, yes. No, but <laughs> when you, in general, when you come from having done a day of performance, you come back like, that was cool. There's, yeah. there's very much a change in your personality, which, again, goes back to how I know this is really what you're supposed to be doing. Because when you come back from any other job you've had, you're like, yep, that was the day. Moving on. Uh, versus you'll come back from these. You're like, that was cool. I got to do this. And I got to do this. I got to do this. And that person was doing great. And that person, oh, my God, what were they doing? Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I so okay. So I just did the eight days in New York right. last month. Eight days in Manhattan, and you know I did some selfies while I was there, mm-hmm. and I swear to God I looked fifteen years <clears throat> younger, just while I was there. And then I come back, and then there's this chaos with the space and miscommunication, and we had to be out of the additional space in ten days, six days of which. Mm-hmm. were really what we had available because four of them we were driving to Kentucky and back yep. because the kids had to go to their dads for, <laughs> for Christmas. And um, I, I looked 100. Like, like I, I would look in the mirror. And I, I did. I looked like I had aged 30 years overnight. So def, there's definitely something that being in your joy is just good for your mm-hmm. psyche, you know. Um, and I'm sure I'm a much more pleasant person to be around. Yeah. <laughs> I told him he's allowed to be as honest as, as he, like, I told him, I'm like, if you need to rip into me and make no. me look like an asshole, you, like, you are normally it, perfectly it. pleasant at all times. That's a lie. Uh, normally, I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, but definitely, you can definitely tell when you've been, when you've had an enjoyment of what you've been doing. Yeah. Cause and it does like, you know, you can see it in people's faces. Um, I had a coworker who recently retired. And I've seen her since then, and the entire persona has changed, and she just looks better. She's yeah. like, I don't have to do the thing I don't like anymore. Um, that's yeah. a huge thing. So when you come back and you're doing things that you enjoy, it definitely shows. I feel like even just the <clears throat> classes. Mm-hmm. I feel like even just doing the classes. Oh, yeah. When you've had a, when you've had a class, and you're like, that went really, really well. You can see it. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I just did this this series of classes with uh, Tiffany Little Canfield, who, if you don't know who she is, oh, God, Google her. <laughs> She's amazing and completely terrifying all at the same time. But, yeah, I felt like I, I could conquer the world after right. having done those. And it was just a class that I was taking in our basement yeah. late ass at night because they were 7 to 10 Los Angeles time. Right. So they were starting at 10 o'clock. Our time, and so I'm. I'm trying to act in our basement at midnight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, and I'm, and and in every relationship, there's the person who goes, "Oh, it's ten thirty. We should go to bed." And there's sometimes, "Oh, it's only ten thirty. I'm very much, a, "Oh, it's ten thirty. I'm gonna go to sleep." Yeah, yeah. Normally, it's like, "Well, it's eleven thirty. I'm not really tired yet. I'm gonna go do something." And I'm just out I'm cold. Gone. <laughs> Snoring softly in the distance. Oh, I know. Yeah. Snoring not so softly in the distance. I was being kind. I know. Uh, I am the snore. Well, you also snore. Of Our course. poor kids. Oh, that's why I don't sleep in my back. We <laughs> talk about sleep in the stomach so I don't wake myself up. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, so yeah. what advice would you give to somebody who has, you know, who has a spouse or loved one, child, whatever. Right. Who is interested in pursuing any kind of dream, like whatever it is. I mean, obviously, it's it's the biggest thing is just being supportive of it because understand that it may not be your dream, it may be my dream, right? But knowing this makes you happy, 
I love you. I want us to be successful. That also involves you being happy. Um, you know, if you were miserable the whole time, that would definitely affect our relationship. If I was miserable all the time, it would affect our relationship. Right. Doing things that makes you know that that makes you happy is beneficial for you and anything goes on your life. So if you have a spouse, if you have a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, a partner, somebody who is, you know, integral to your world and they have a dream they want to chase, you want to make sure that you're just saying, Cool, let's help. Now it doesn't mean jump in and do it with them, but making Although sure sometimes they'll make you Sometimes you get voluntold, uh, but <clears throat> there's that. Stop being beautiful and talented, uh, and I yeah. won't make you do things. It's the hair, I know. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, no, uh, yeah, it, it's it's the support, but it's not the. I don't think, think the words for it. Um, it's being supportive about being like overly so. I'm not, I'm not a cheerleader, though mm-hmm. I will cheerlead. Uh, I'm not a. You know, I'm not a stage mom. No, in that sense, uh, that that's the best type of support. I think that feels like the negative one. It's like, ah, oh, it's, it's almost toxic. Um, but just, you know, you give the best support you can. You give the positive feedback, and you let them try. And if it fails, you're there to help and catch, and you're there to help support if they need something to lean on. Um, because in the long run, you know, like for those of us who don't have the massive grandiose dreams of I want to do X, Y, or Z, you know, I don't want to be the president of the United States. I don't want to be an astronaut anymore. I did when I was like seven, but that's a different story. Um, but I didn't. I don't have those massive things. I'm like, I want to make this day great. I want. To, I want to do this one skill. Can I learn that? I want to help these people. Can I do that? Those are my my dreams. Um, but if you have somebody who has the massive dreams, you just have to kind of support and say, "Cool, let's help." How can I help? What can I do? Um, and then if there's a failure, you don't make a big deal of it because there's always failures. You know, there's always stepbacks. Uh, and then you just go, all right, let's go forward again. You keep keep walking along. That makes sense? Yep. I think. I don't know. Yep. I'm never sure. I just do you see why I married him? Uh, <laughs> what okay. What are some pitfalls? Like what are you know what are some some bad things to, to prepare you know or or that you've that you've dealt with and and I won't kick you under the table and well, that's good. <laughs> so I, I, have steel, I have the steel hose on so we're fine. <laughs> no, um, I mean seriously, like like what you know what are what are some times where it's just really sucked? I mean, there's, there's always times in general in any relationship, obviously, but like there's times sometimes like we come in like well it's money you know we don't have any. Um, so there's times when suddenly, oh, oh, where did that $450 go out of our checking account that's now negative? Um, yeah. Those are the hard ones. Um, because do I have to go sell something? Do I need to take another job? Do whatever. Um, there's always that panic like, okay, I look at, whenever I, in the mornings, I look at my emails on the phone. It's like, is there something from PNC? Okay, good. Um, that's a level of panic that shows up at times. We just had a $500 bill that I didn't know was going to happen immediately, and I thought I was going to have time to move yeah. it to a different card, yeah. and I didn't. So th- th- that's it's probably one of the biggest things is, is the money part is the hard part of it. Because um, a lot of people, if they're starting a business or if they're going to these, they have at least some padding, or they have a family that helps with padding. Yeah. Um, and we're just kind of doing it okay, I got $17.26, what can I do with it? Yeah. Um, that's really been the hardest part. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, it does suck when you leave. I'm like, but I like having you here. 
Um, I like coming home. That's good. I like it when you're home too. Uh, but I also understand when you go, that changes, you know, again, changes your happiness level. See that meter grow up a little bit. Um, I mean, I was just gone. I just did a, I had agent meetings mm-hmm. day before yesterday. So I just, I got home last night. Yeah. But I was only gone overnight, which yeah. is one day. That's I was fine. in Manhattan 17 hours. Yeah. <laughs> But they were important meetings to have, they which could very, lead to better things yeah. down the road, which again goes back to, yes, there's a monetary expense, but it's a necessary monetary expense to move us forward. Yeah. So thus, cool, go do it. Um, it's just hard because sometimes you would get bills coming out. Outside of that, like, again, I haven't had the, ne- I haven't had the negative pushback from other people, but I think it's a benefit of having the penis. Yeah. Um, you know, having the vagina, it's like, it's so nice you have somebody help you um, or let you. Me. Ugh. Uh, but really, I mean, the, the negatives are, are minimal. It's just, you know, we just keep on keeping on. Yeah. I think that also helps too. It also, like, I know me. I know my personality. I am thankfully the person who most of the time, you know, 89.5% of the time or so is like, all right, change, go. Um, sort of the embodiment of the Pisces. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Somebody's told me that. I've been called a chaos fish before. Like, what's this? What's this? What's this? Um, Which is fine. So I do embrace it. He'll get it done. Just don't expect it tomorrow. That's fine. But I might find something more interesting that I really think I want to do right then. And I'll get back to it because I still want to do it. I joke all the time that you will do anything on the planet for me except for that one thing I needed you to do today. And then I'll start singing that song. (laughs) And then you'll start singing. Uh, But (laughs) anyway. Yeah. So... (laughs) We make uh, each other crazy. <laughs> in a good way. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. all good. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know. That's kind of it. So now mm-hmm. we have an interesting thing. At the big, we're at the very, very beginnings of. Yes. Our 15-year-old has decided he wants to start doing some stuff as well. He had taken some improv classes. Right. And he liked those. And he loved those. But he wouldn't do it in front I mean, of me. He, he's, he liked them, but he didn't tell us he liked them. But you could definitely, t- but definitely you could tell, tell he liked them. And his teacher was raving about him. And so, like, we went to their little showcasey thing, and he mm-hmm. would not do it in front of nope, me. No, refused. Refused to act which in front of sad. me. Which is really sad. Um, I'm apparently a little bit intimidating. I don't mean to be. I don't mean to be. Well, okay, but in, in, in my defense, right. I made him come with me to a voice lesson the other day. You did. Because... Um, cause again, I think I mentioned this man can sing. And so like sing, sing. And I had a callback for mm-hmm. cabaret, uh, and I had to sing a song and it's like a character song. So it's not like, I don't have to sound pretty, right? but I, I don't like singing in front of him, which is, I've sung with him a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the microphone in my hand and the drummer behind me, um, I can do anything. Uh, but I made you come with me because right. I don't like being scared of things, but also I just, I, I wanted you to be, I haven't seen it, gotten to see you as much lately because I've been working these 16 hour days trying to get the space. And, and you knew that I would sit on the side of my phone going, okay, I'm not staring at you. So that would be But then I could also go, did I embarrass myself because I will not listen to my tape. No, she won't. It's just funny. And it, 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 what's, what really cracks me up is people are always like, well, you're so confident. I'm like, <laughs> ask my voice teacher how confident I am. But. <laughs> But God again, love her. she teaches middle school. That's the only reason she can handle me yeah. <laughs> because she's used to 12 year old nutcases. <laughs> but, 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 right. but, but you came with me to that. And, right. and anyway, 
I had, I had appreciated that. And be, so having our 15 year old now about to embark on this thing, mm-hmm. you might have to be the one to take him. Cause he, if he won't act in front right. of me, which is, well, yeah. well, you are, I mean, you are, when it comes to acting, that is your thing. Um, and he knows that I know that I don't want to act in front of you because so, so it's I, the thing I'm good at y'all. So here's <laughs> years ago. I, I have always been a lover of B movies and bad movies and really horrible things uh, because I don't care. It's like it, the storyline's interesting, cool. The acting, yeah, I can get past that. You do not do well with bad acting. No, I don't. Uh, That's which, why I don't watch a lot of things. Yes, which unfortunately has made me more judgmental on other things now. <laughs> like, damn it. Because uh, I try oh, not to. I don't to be, believe I them now. <laughs> but I still I still enjoy them. But it's it's like still like I find myself going, Samantha wouldn't like this because of this and this and this and this. Oh, okay. Um, well, they indicated yeah. that. When they, and so, <laughs> so thus then as, you know, when I'm, if I have to do a thing, it's very weird knowing you're in the audience going okay i know you're not going to be harshly judgmental on me at least because right. you're like okay i have to go home with him but um so it, it, okay it is, a couple of years ago this man did 12 angry men okay long ass time ago it's probably well we were still in washington so mm-hmm. it was at least 10 years ago yeah. but this man did, so this man who admits to being a hack admits that he only does you know uh, musical theater because it's fun and has done some really <laughs> terrible things. But this man did 12 yes. Angry Man a couple of years ago. And it was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. And I, and I am admittedly harsh, but you and Carve mm. knocked that shit I, I out the park. Being able to work opposite of Carver Hall was huge though. That yeah. was, that was fantastic. He was coming being able to work with an actor of his level. Yeah. Because he is... Christian Carvajal is an actor out in uh, Washington who mostly directs. He does mm-hmm. a lot of directing. Yeah. Um, he's really... He, Carve... I feel like Carve and George mm-hmm. are some of the, are two of the best actors I've ever seen that are... It's unfortunate that because his business sucks and because they both are kind of unusual looking, mm-hmm. um, don't get as much work as they should because... They absolutely should. Those two, those two should never stop working ever, yeah. ever. I, I mean, I would love to see more of, of Carve's work. Can you honestly. imagine George and Carve in the same show? Oh my god! That oh, in- the intensity between the two of them, though. Oh my god! It'd be like years in Christian's egos, you know, combating <laughs> at our. Anyway, sorry. Christian Dorland, and I have a thing. Um, uh, <laughs> we had a thing. It's been so long. He probably yeah. doesn't remember who I am now. Yeah, it's but um, we joke about my ego. My egos pathetic and sad and cries in the corner all the time and i just tell her to shut up so like we're doing this anyway knock it off that's what you tell me (laughs) and so that's we're here (laughs) no so i i think it's important to remember we all know I have this like weird Mark Ruffalo obsession and it's not because I think Mark Ruffalo is, is always a fantastic actor. I think he's good, mm-hmm. but it's not that it's, it's that whole like famous, you know, 600 auditions thing or 800 auditions or whatever it was. Huh? I think it was 800 if I remember correctly. Yeah. They're here like a 10 year period where he auditioned hundreds and hundreds of times and, and didn't book anything and was on the verge of giving up. But his mother was like, don't you dare. Yep. And so. And how many times have you told me like, should I? Right. Yeah. Right. Especially with the film thing. It's like theater less so, but with the film thing, like there, there, are, there are definitely times where I'm like, am I wasting my time? So does that make me Mark Ruffalo's mother? You are Mark Ruffalo's mother. Fair enough. Kind of. All right. You kind of, you kind of are Mark Ruffalo's mother. Um, 
which I I am extraordinarily appreciative of because this business is hard and you can't rely on other actors to be your support systems because they're not they're not like even ones that are your friends I had a I had a conversation last night with a friend who's a very very young filmmaker I don't even think he's 20 yet and he was coming to the realization like that folks are kind of shady and Mm -hmm. a little backstabby and I'm like you're gonna find that and that's what sucks in this business. I'm like, you, you, you have to find those rare people who you can't benefit in some way. Because right. that's how you'll know who actually is supporting you. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are a lot of folks who will pretend like they're in your corner. There are some folks ever since the soap store closed, I haven't heard word from, because um, I no longer benefited them in some way, which is like so depressing. But also, not really a surprise. So if you find that you have someone in your corner that supports you no matter how many times you fall on your face, um, and it might be more than once, and sometimes it might be epic, and sometimes it might be like potentially costing the family the house, which we're working really hard not to, but you know, we're... Um, my lawyer said to be prepared for that fact so that if it doesn't happen, then that's a pleasant surprise. Um, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, listen, we bought that house seven years ago for 55000 You know what I mean? And we didn't even put, we didn't put it up as collateral, but, um, but if you find somebody who will support you in spite of the occasional epic fuck-up, hold on to those people with everything that you have because they are a unicorn, you know, they, they, they're just not out there. They're just not out there. So if you find one, hold on to them with everything that you have and realize just how lucky you are. Um, that's not the norm, guys. So thank you for, um, for being the world's best support system. And thank you for being um, the guy who makes all the other husbands look bad. <laughs> Do what I can. Thank you for being the Bruce. And um, thank you for never saying I told you so. So on that note. So uh, on that note. So a couple quick things. So I'm I'm starting to make swag. I don't know if you can see a little little swag. Mm. So I'm starting to make swag. And we're really going to, because we're getting rid of the store. Right. We're going to take the, uh, we're going to try, I, re- I love this, and I hope you guys love this. And, um, you know, the now 14 of you <laughs> watch this. We're 14? Oh, did, well, did. because, yeah, because Steve got me the yeah, extra five. Yeah, I was five. actually with the extra, so, okay. uh, Which I, I very much appreciated. Um, thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve, for that. Thank you, Steve, for that. So, um, so the 14 of you that, that have been paying attention to this, like, we're looking at expanding it. So I'm looking at doing... Twice a month. Right. Um, I don't know if I can handle more than that. And and I, I do have a, a, a funny tendency to <laughs> overbook myself. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. So um, I'm going to try not to do that. But um, so we're going to have some swag available soon. Um, we're going to be looking for sponsorships. So if you know anybody who would like to sponsor, because like I said, it, this cost me about $150 per episode to do. And it's currently coming out of pocket. Yep. Even small sponsorships. Would be even great small. Yeah. Even small. Like if you want to like buy a bunch of mugs that I can, <laughs> I can make that would be hugely helpful. Because um, all the guests are now going to get a mug. 
Are you going to like roll reels or has like sponsored by XYZ or get the oh, yeah. shout and I, yeah. I can do little ads or whatever for you. Yeah, yeah we can we can make that happen. Um, we'll, we'll, I mean, I started listening to SmartList and they do like the bad ads, but I can totally do some bad ads for you. Yeah. I can even do some good ones. I'm just saying. Um, so that's the thing. So like if you know anybody who would be interested in some sponsorship things, I'm going to start like mm-hmm. at people. Um, and then probably in the next couple of months, we're going to start doing two a month. Yep. And then um, if you are not in the Pittsburgh area, we can do Zoomied versions. So that's a thing that we can do. Uh, so if you're interested in being a guest, shoot me a message. And um, I will put the email in the little description, who's below. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. So thank you all for being here. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Even though I've all told you. Yep. And uh, <laughs> keep on dreaming. Thanks.